Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Survivor Series 2018 review. It's Josh again here with The Colonist. Hello, hello. And also, this is going to be the first episode of the totally awesome podcast, TAP, the podcast so bad you'll be tapping out by the end of it. And it's perfect because ah. it's, it's a wrestling review, so it's perfect. Uh, it's going to be on Podbean and Spotify. I've been thinking about this for a while. Uh, so, yeah. Survivor so Series. Podbean and Spotify listeners. Yes. Survivor Series 2018. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Oh, we also watched TakeOver. Uh, you want to talk about TakeOver first? Um, sure. Sure, we can do TakeOver first. What did you think of uh, TakeOver, War Games 2? You know, it's interesting. Of all of the TakeOvers I've seen up to this point, I can't say this was, like, my favorite. It yeah, was It was good. It was like, even the worst TakeOver show is better than most main roster things nowadays. Yes, absolutely. But like, this wasn't my favorite TakeOver. Yeah, like... It had some great matches, but it just felt, some of like the timing was off. I very much enjoyed the show. I especially... Oh, me too. I especially enjoyed the um, Johnny Gargano, Al Alistair Black match. That was, that was my favorite match. That was the match of the show. And just everything. <laughs> they, they hit each other so hard. <laughs> without actually hurting each other, Nia Jax. We'll get to that in a minute, but... You know, it's funny, because, like, I almost imagine that, like, most of the ref like, responses from TakeOver, like, what the best match was, like, none of them have really involved the War Games match itself. Yeah. Like, it's, it's either one of the singles matches. It's either Gargano Black or Dream and Ciampa. Dude, like... We'll talk about the Daniel Bryan-Brock Lesnar match, but one thing about the Brock Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match and the Velveteen Dream-Champa match, people were literally pissing themselves on the near falls. The, yeah. The audience was, was going insane for yeah. those two matches. No, the crowds all weekend were actually pretty good. Uh, you know, I, well, I, I, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I kind of have a disagreement yeah. on that when we get to Survivor Series, but... My, my only note for TakeOver was that the War Games match just lasted a little too long. It was like 40 it, minutes. It, yeah, it was just slow at the beginning. I don't know. It was just like, I felt like you could have taken 10 minutes out of that match and given that to either like Matt Riddle and Ono, which I don't get why squash them and have a match when they're going to have a match three days later I think on I, the TakeOver. I think why I not just give them 10 minutes? I think it's a combination of them wanting to have five matches and wanting to really put over Matt Riddle. And to want to have a little bit of a shock at the beginning of the show. And I get that. And at the same time, like, that was the most sports entertainment I've ever seen out of NXT. <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's yeah, I know like what you a mean. wrestling show. I know what you mean. And it was just, it was just surprising to me. Because you're going to face each other three days later. You know, why bother? And but I... Boy, you know, have it be a fight. Like, have Ono come out and just have them fight. That match, though, when they actually match. do have a match, that's going to be a stiff match. I've heard it was great. But, I've heard it was great. I, I haven't seen it. That flying knee strike that um, Matt Riddle did, I they called it, they either called it the final flash or the final flat. Which one is it? I want to say flash. Me too. I, I really want to say that too because that I makes me really happy. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, TakeOver was really good. Not one of their best, but still pretty good. Still good. Oh, oh solid action. I would have liked mm -hmm. to have seen the women's match last a little longer. Yeah, that was that was I wouldn't I don't want to say worst match because it was good, but it was the least good of the matches if you don't count the squash. Yeah. It was still yeah. pretty good though. That moonsault I mean, by Io Shirai that was, was beautiful. A thing of beauty. It was That was freaking gorgeous. <laughs> the the best moonsault. The double moonsault by Ricochet. <laughs> that dude is insane. 
That was just like straight up ridiculous. How do you even have the time to do that? How did he not die? That's what I want to know. And I saw people like bitch moaning, complaining about, about like, oh, well, he didn't land it perfectly. It didn't look like it hit him. Like, yeah, you try it. Yeah, you like, try it. I can't even Seriously? do a regular moonsault. I once tried to do a moonsault off a snowbank and nearly <laughs> broke my knee. <laughs> I can't even do it on like a bouncy castle. Not even once. But anyway, um, Survivor Series, that's the big thing about the show. Yes, Survivor Series. What did you think as a whole, just your general thoughts on Survivor Series before we go pe- well, match by match? It could have been worse. Mm-hmm. By and large, there were... There were more good matches than bad matches. Mm-hmm. It was not as but good not as last year. But not, yeah, not as good as last year. Last year, the only For bad sure. match was the last match. Yeah, these these were a little speckled in and around. Yeah. But I one. will say, um, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but of the big four this year, I think this was the best of the big four this year. Agreed. Agreed. Which, honestly, there's not that much competition. Have all had like the same philosophy, good quality matches, but just strange. Yeah, just weird the, finishes, and it's just like I I don't get it. The rumble I, this year was good. It was a little odd because it had two rumbles on one show, which was kind of I odd. Think just the order of the matches was weird. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania WrestleMania was the weirdest WrestleMania ever, and yeah, SummerSlam was eh. This was, was eh. it was okay. It was, it was I, I all right. SummerSlam, but I didn't love SummerSlam. I liked it a lot more than uh, last year's SummerSlam, but this Survivor Series, I thought it was a good show. I thought it was one of the better pay-per-views of the year. Oh, yeah. Although, yeah, absolutely. my favorite pay-per-view of the year so far, main roster-wise, is Hell in a Cell, which I actually thought was a really good show. That was a good show. I actually bought that show on DVD. Wow. Yeah, like, a few, wow. okay. A few days ago, it was my birthday. I turned twenty-one, and I got a hundred and eighty dollars. I spent I spent a hundred of those dollars in one day. I bought Sonic Mania, the new Spider-Man game, and Hell in a Cell. So <laughs> half of it's gone. I have priorities. But one thing I will say, I'm really happy about the show. Um, we'll get into it later, but the match that they decided to put on the pre-show. I'm very happy they put the tag team... The, Which didn't even count. The super-duper du- super tag team match. That's what I'm going to call it. The super-duper tag team match with, like... It didn't count, Joshua. Nobody, nobody won that match. It didn't yeah. count. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. That match didn't exist. It did not happen. There was no pre-show. Except on the pre-show, there were angles that they shot that were supposed to be important. But then when we got to the main show, they are saying, oh, the match wasn't important, but the angles are. And I'm like, do you want me to watch the pre-show or not? Did you hear why SmackDown ended up winning that match? Why? Because it was like some miscommunication in the back. Like, apparently the agents were supposed to know who won, that they didn't. So they just gave it to SmackDown. <laughs> Nobody told them to finish. No one gives a crap about the pre-show. Don't you, th- don't you think, though, that, like, that's something you ought to know? Yeah, I didn't even watch. <laughs> I didn't even watch. And, uh, but props to Xavier Woods for turning that into an angle. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, screw you guys. We actually won. So. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that they put the Cruiserweight title match, because that's usually the pre-show match. I'm so glad they put that on the show, because the Cruiserweight title match roster. was one right, of we'll the... We'll get to that. I'd like to talk about a couple of those spots in that match. They were ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, match yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Here we go. 
the, is the five on five women's tag match team raw team smackdown can we please not do the shirts i know please, that was I one thing that really irritated me it was even worse in the nakamura seth rollins match because it was just ridiculous we know what brands they're on they th- like, like charlotte <laughs> and neither Lesnar nor Brian came out with one on. Yeah, because they're because they, they're smart. They're, they they know how to stand up for themselves. But oh, like, and by that point, it didn't really matter. Yeah, because <laughs> because Raw absolutely raped SmackDown all night long. Now, to be fair, that was that was a bold decision to have Raw sweep. I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. It was it was different. It, it was appreciated because it was different, and I, it wasn't. It made the Raw versus SmackDown angle of it seem less important for those two matches. That I feel didn't need the Raw versus SmackDown like stigma or the commentary team distracted by that. Yes, you know I, what I'm saying. Yeah, so, like, I, I liked it because last year they did the neck and neck thing. You can't yeah. do that every year because it gets way too predictable. Yeah, exactly. You got to shake things up. You got to shake yeah, things up. Yeah, I appreciated it. It was. Annoying, because everyone pretty much widely regards SmackDown as the better show. Yeah. And But I think they also know that and did that just to troll the fans. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you like SmackDown? Well, Braun's going to sweep. The, <laughs> this show was so painfully WWE hates their own audience, the show. Especially this match. I This was a decent match, but I hated this match. And there's one reason why. Actually, I, and it was the reason I actually enjoyed the match. No, no, no. There are actually two reasons why I did not enjoy this match. Uh, one, of course, not. The second heat. thing. The heat, though. I know. It was that nuclear was the heat. the most heat I've heard from anyone. Like, Miz wasn't getting that kind of reaction. I know. That's a reaction the Miz dreams of in his sleep. But I know. The and one thing. I push. The one thing I didn't. The stupid Carmella dance thing. It's. I don't understand. I think I might have been taking a piss while that was happening. <laughs> Dance break, piss break, same shit. You, you know what that makes me think of? Did you see the rest of the DVD or the WWE Network thing where Sasha Banks was crying when she said, they used to call us the piss break match? <laughs> so you calling it that? No, I have not seen that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, it sounds like that would be... It's listening to. It's not you, Sasha. It's the people directing you. <laughs> That's yeah. why we don't care. Yeah, it's it's not you. About the town. Yeah. Well, it's well, sometimes. 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 It's never always about the town. But can I can I go on a little tangent about Nia Jax? Your podcast, man. First mm-hmm. episode. You gotta leave first impression. I tell us what's on your mind. Okay, I usually don't have uh, the F-bomb on my YouTube channel or on, like, my podcast, except for, like, when a friend of mine says it and I don't feel like editing it out. Fuck Nia Jax. Seriously. <laughs> like, in, in, like, in real life, in fake life, in kayfabe, whatever, I cannot stand this person. She hurts so many people, and she, like, we got a great Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte match, we'll talk about later, but... She ruined what I what was one of the most looked forward to matches on the show. She broke Becky Lynch's nose, not her face. WWE, why do you have to say? What they broke her face? It was her nose. We're not retarded. WWE, and also stop. Sounds better as a nickname. I I, I hate everyone. You know uh, they're gonna use that now. Yeah, you know I know. 
I've because seen... the fans don't realize that if they don't want somebody on the show, they have to not react to them. I know. Actually, like nuclearly boo them. Yeah, that's now that's not gonna like, work. Oh, that was such a great thing for that. That just made Nia. Mm-hmm, that just made Nia so, Jax, which makes and, me and even and angrier because she's gonna hurt more people. What's depressing to me is that like, I, I I'm really afraid that this is gonna ruin Becky's push. I'm like, a, I, only I, because on SmackDown this you know after Survivor Series Charlotte came out and basically did Becky's promo. Mm-hmm. You know I think they're just giving that character to Charlotte and having her run with it, and then Becky's gonna end up just going back to like babyface smiling going against mm-hmm. Kyle at WrestleMania. That's that's like mm-hmm. for for what that was going to be the threat of what Nia has done now to Becky is really just, it's depressing. If she, if she ruined Becky's career in that way, I'm going to be even angrier. But as of right now, you know, my least favorite wrestler used to be John Cena. Then it was Braun Strowman. Now it's Nia Jax because Braun Strowman and John Cena, as much as I can't stand them and as much as I think they suck, they've never punched someone in the face as hard as they could accidentally. Braun doesn't hurt people. Braun doesn't hurt people. Cena more often hurts himself. Which is funny we say that, that Braun doesn't hurt people because like that's the whole point of his character. Yeah. He's going out there and hurting people. And it shows the state of wrestling and why wrestling fans kind of ruin wrestling now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, can't, I, I get it. She gets a lot of heat now, but do you really have to push her? At some point, you'd think the safety of your wrestlers would outweigh heat. But And speaking of heat... I, like, this is something that uh, I know you don't really care for Brian Alvarez, but um, something he said that I really agree with. There is so much heat in on WWE programming nowadays. Every single segment is the bad guy winning. And, like, the way it's supposed to be is the bad guy wins and then the good guy gets it at the end and that's how it's supposed to work. Well, since WWE sucks at booking babyfaces, it's just heels winning all the time. It must be really depressing to be a casual WWE fan because you're never happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, that's a good point. Yeah, it's, I, like, I, I suppose that's fair. I, it's tough because, like, I don't. I think because they've kind of gotten, they're working themselves into thinking that they have such a continuous show that yeah. they'll just get a payoff for somebody eventually. But then, like, they're not writing far enough ahead yeah. to deliver that payoff. They're good at pissing people off. They're not good at making people happy. It's uh, it's strange. Yeah. Do you it's... remember uh, a few weeks ago when Ruby Riot broke uh Jim Anvil Nightheart's glasses on Raw in that big oh, angle? That was so bad. That no was one bad. cared. No one cared. Cause she didn't even like play around with the glasses at all. She just like here you go. Yeah, like she broke it and like no one cared. And there, another reason why no one cared is because they do stuff like this all the time. How many heel turns have there been this month? You know Natalia was gonna turn heel until her father died. Seriously. She's going to turn heel against Ronda. Seriously. Daniel Bryan turned heel. Dean Ambrose turned heel. Charlotte turned heel. Becky. Becky turned heel. There are so many heel turns happening like almost every week. We're running out of baby faces, Sean. (laughs) God, this... I usually don't complain. Like I complain, but I don't like complaining about the overall product very often. But God, this product sucks sometimes. Yeah, it's it's gotten worse yeah. steadily. I mean, it's unfortunately nobody's bothering with continuity. Yeah. Unless unless it's the talent that's creating it. Yeah. You know, you notice that 
like Crown Jewel made perfect sense for all four of those characters involved. Oh God! But for DX and the Brothers of Destruction, storyline wise, because they were allowed to kind of basically do their thing. Mm-hmm. But then when you've got the writers like Rhonda, Rhonda's gotten so much better in the ring, but her promos are like you could tell they're just their lines. Mm-hmm. In the same way that Roman just recited lines, mm-hmm. Rhonda's just reciting lines, and it's like it's. You can tell that that's bringing down the quality of the product as mm-hmm. a whole. But um, back to the match itself, it was it was all right. Everyone on Twitter got pissed off because Naomi got eliminated first, and they were crying racism because people on Twitter are stupid. But I was I was uh, <laughs> I was what? actually wait, what were you gonna say? What I don't get that. But it's because Is she's Naomi's black. Naomi's just not like the least relevant person in that whole group. Exactly. Like she, she's less relevant than Tamina. Which is sad. <laughs> and Tamina's only relevant because she's hanging around Naya. Yeah. Who's got nuclear heat. Nobody yeah. Nobody cares about Tamina. If people wanted Naya to go away, give her Tamina's reaction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes, yeah, people were pissed off on Twitter because Naomi got eliminated first and they were accusing WWE of racism, which... Twitter's just stupid, but... <laughs> um, an excuse they can make to pull that card. Yeah, exactly. But like... um. I th- my favorite thing and everyone's favorite thing about this match was every time Nia Jax was on on the camera, people were booing, and every time someone did something to Nia, the crowd would cheer. That was hilarious. No, it was great. That was funny. The problem is, you know that WWE's viewing that is like, wow, Nia's really controlling the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything she does is getting the biggest reaction. Let's push her. Yeah. So, like, Who cares if she hurts the rest of our division? One one day she's gonna hurt every other wrestler in that division. It's just gonna be her. What are they gonna do then? Make her champion, dude. <laughs> God. What do you think they're gonna do? If she beats Ronda Rousey, I'm gonna be furious. I I don't think they will. I hope to God I, not. I don't think they will. But yeah, uh, Nia Jax got the last pinfall over Asuka, um, and. They had the, a little mini Oscar versus Sasha Banks match uh, in there that was really good, and it reminded yeah. me of you remember that um, Sasha Banks Oscar match they had on Raw, like uh, I think it was before WrestleMania, that was really really good where Sasha almost killed herself a few times. No, I don't think I saw it. Was it was the match but... where Sasha tried to do a suicide dive, but Oscar kicked her in the face in midair, then Sasha landed right on top of her head. Oh, I saw a gif of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 That that match was actually really good outside of Sasha trying to kill herself. Uh, sh- seriously, Sasha Banks is going to be paralyzed one day, and when she's asking why, let's just send her gifts of that, or that one time she scorpioned herself when doing that suicide dive on Charlotte. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that was that bad. Was freaky. I, I was actually watching that match the other day, and my mom was in the room, and she did that, and I was like, Mom, look at the screen! And my mom was like, Oh my God, is she okay? <laughs> None of us knew. Yeah. <laughs> It was hard to tell. But yeah, was, uh, yeah, I, the only thing I was annoyed with was that, like, Asuka got down to her and Nia, and then Nia just took her down in, like, really quick fashion. They did that just to piss off the crowd. You know, it was, like, only, it wasn't even, like, 30 seconds. It was, like, three leg drops and her Samoan drop, and that was it. She it's did like, not get a move. Asuka couldn't even fight back. That was, that was, just when you consider how she was booked last year, mm-hmm. and, like, generally the same teams shuffled around a little bit, you know, it's... I don't know. She it has fallen so far. I I want to believe that she's still got a push coming, but I just don't know anymore. I don't I trust this company. Don't know. 
I but, don't, um, I don't trust him either. She's still over though. Yeah. She was getting chance. And also like the backstage segments. I actually watched this show a little late, so I was a little behind, so I was able to skip through the uh, unnecessary backstage segments. So we're not going to touch on any of them because who cares? Apparently, R Truth was confused and thought he was on the team, but he's not because haha, R Truth's stupid because that joke isn't old at all. Um, then we had a really, it really had its moments, but it's just yeah. like it, you're right; it is kind of old at this it point. It peaked when he thought the Royal Rumble match was Money in the Bank and got tossed out. That was when it peaked, but yeah, now that was it's. Fun. But um, now it's been like a few years since then. We're like, okay, that's enough. But um, up next was the first really good match of the show. Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Champion, versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the United States Champion. This match was awesome. I, I thought this match was very close to being match of the night. Very close. You know, considering that like there was really nothing on the line, there was no yeah. stakes, there was no story, it was just like, hey... Go out there and just fight each other. Fight each other, even yeah. though you're so uncomfortable in these god-awful-looking shirts. Try your best. But it, was, but it was good. It was great in its simplicity, though, mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And it was like, here, just do your thing. The way Nakamura bumps like he's getting shot with a shotgun, I love it. He makes everything everyone does look so brutal. His charisma is something else, man. Mm-hmm. It's something like he's, he's really got that. But my favorite part of the match, that, my favorite part of the match was... Nakamura does this bump where he slides into a kick and like whiplashes his head on the ground and looks like he's dead. Seth Rollins hit him with a super kick in this match that legit made me jump out of my chair. He slid into a Seth Rollins super kick. It was so perfectly timed. For a second there, for a split second, I thought he like broke his jaw. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of fluid motion in this match too. Like they obviously arguably the two best technical performers mm-hmm. in the WWE today. Nakamura you know, is actually my favorite person in WWE styles. right now. You know, not, not, not knocking AJ or Jill, but like it, Nakamura pound for pound is SmackDown's Seth Rollins. Yeah. For sure, which is what made this match, that the fact that they're on the same level competing for the same, mm-hmm. you know, it made it that much more important, even though there was nothing on the line. Yeah. And, of course, Seth Rollins won. There were reversal after reversal after reversal until finally the curb stomp. And Seth Rollins won. And, honestly, it was that was one of the better matches on the show. Like, even though I hated the outcome of the first match, I was very happy with this entire match. I fully thought that this was going to end up being match of the night. I'm yeah. kind of happy that, that that's debatable. They, they actually got a, they got a long time for this match. They got 21 minutes and 50 seconds for this match. Which, oh, well, I think they knew that in order to if they got anything less than that the fans would have rioted mm-hmm. no, I would have been pissed it's, yes so not to say that they wouldn't be capable of doing something amazing in shorter time they would speaking but, of pissed the next match I didn't even see this match I'm happy to say that I thought the better thing to do would be to wash my floors while this match was taking on. I'm glad to know that I was right. Okay, this match... Okay, in in a comedy sense, this is my favorite thing on the show. It was... it was uh, The Authors of Pain, or AOP, they've shortened the name to just AOP, which is stupid. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions versus The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions... Okay, there were the, the crowd did not care at all about this match, and there are a few reasons as to why. One, this was when Enzo Amore tried to hij- hijack the show. 
This guy is such a chump. He uh, is... But honestly, I appreciate the balls on this dude to think that he was that relevant enough to just, like, randomly hijack the show. I guarantee you, <laughs> when this DVD comes out, he's going to buy it, and he's going to jerk off to the part where he started crashing the show. I guarantee you. He thinks so, He thinks he is the hottest thing on Earth. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be really pissed when he sees, like, the referee, like, in perfect position to block him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's actually, so mad. he's like, "What is this? I thought they were having zoomed in on me where it should have been." <laughs> and he had like a fake belt too. Like the dude ha- is completely convinced in himself. What a poser, man! <laughs> yeah, and he he did he did distract the crowd. And another funny thing about that was the woman security guard that detained him is the same woman who tried to stop Rob G- Gronkowski. I can't I don't know how to spell his, how to say Gronk. his name. Yeah, yeah, Gronk. She tried to stop him at WrestleMania. Even though he was supposed to come in during that battle royal, which she needs, she needs a Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. I mean, but, seeing how they're just inducting people left and right. Yeah, and so um, that's a celebrity wing right there. And the second reason why no one cared about this match is, I know, the formula of a tag match is the good guys start. It's called the shine, and then you get heat on the good guys, and the guy the good guys make the comeback. Then you do your finish. You have to know who to get the heat on, and you have to know who is going to make the best comeback. They got it backwards. They got the heat on Cesaro, and the comeback was Sheamus. That is so backwards, at least to me. You know what I mean? I, my thing about this match, like I said, I didn't see it. <laughs> I, I, I was washing floors, and I didn't even bother to go back. But, like... Think about how far we're talking about how low people have fallen. Yeah. Think about the bar. Yeah. After losing to a goddamn child. <laughs> but think about think about how hot they were up to that point. <laughs> they were the tag team commodity the WWE mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. They were four time champions, they were madly over, then they lose to a child. <laughs> they, I am still not over this. They, as as Sean called him in our uh, WrestleMania review, that ten year old piece of shit, the greatest <laughs> description I've ever heard in my Don't life. Hold me accountable to what I've said in the past, Joshua. That's not fair. <laughs> it, it was funny. It was funny. Uh, that's that's Sean anyway. McCarthy's that's Sean McCarthy's anyway. least favorite human being on the earth, that ten year old. Anyway, uh, he's got heat with he's got heat with the colonist. But but ever since that happened, ever since what that, did they even do at WrestleMania or at SummerSlam? Do you remember? I have no idea. Exactly. They won the titles from the New Day on SmackDown because of the Big Show. The Big Show. Yeah. If you go from if you go from being the hottest commodity to needing the Big Show to remain over, oh. you know you're fucked up. That's and a. Then you're gonna, then you're in a pissing comedy segment. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Then um. They it came to what a point a when shame. just what a damn shame. I will one one good thing like when the AOP used the neckbreaker powerbomb to win the match. That is one good thing uh, I like about the because it's showing that they have a new their old finishing move the clothesline Russian leg sweep sucked. Yeah, it's one that like. Didn't Caden Murdoch use that? I have no idea, but like, no, they used the um the uh, high and low. It was a clothesline and the leg sweep. Yeah. Um, but they changed it to the neckbreaker powerbomb, which looks so much better, so much yeah, more it believable. Does. It does. And um. But Drake Maverick is no Paul Ellering. Yes, that is true. 
But, um, so, can you imagine if they had Paul Elring piss himself? <laughs> I don't think Paul Elring... He, he, he has too much dignity. Status yeah. ...to do that, you know? I think he he probably turned out WWE's main roster because he's like, fuck that schedule, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, and, and, and all the like, stupid all right, stuff they do on the show. <laughs> but, like, so, so, yeah, like, um... What what is even what even is his name? I want to say Rockstar Spud, but that's not his name. Was Drake Maverick? Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. He broke up a. He put the one of his guys' feet on the ropes, and they chased him around the ring. Then he ran to the Big Show. Big Show was about to choke slam him, and then he peed himself. Which, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it made me laugh because I'm a I'm an immature child. But what made me really laugh was was Corey Graves. Corey Graves was really good on the show. He Boy. said it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. Yeah, and I lost it. I'm a I'm a sucker for some for some wordplay, but and then the bar was distracted because of actual urine and lost because they're absolute jokes. But it was a nice it was a stupid comedy segment, but I very much enjoyed it. This was I mean, it was it was funny. Yeah, I mean, it, I saw the recap of it. It was it was funny, but it was like it's at the same time. I'm just I feel so bad for the bar. Yeah. When's you know, the la- when's the last be, time? They'll be fine, but like, uh, what do you think? When's the last time we up. saw a, a match that had both Enzo Amore and Urine? <laughs> I don't know, but that kind of seems like there's a coordination between the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to some good stuff. Um, up next was Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali for the cruiserweight championship. This match was also really, really good match i loved that spanish fly off the announce table that was nuts and that was fuck, that was sick and the subsequent 205 champ they when's the last time on pay-per-view or a main roster show we got a 205 chant and a this is awesome chant during a cruiserweight match i'm really happy for that honestly yeah that it's made me happy like, it's the first time in a while that it's actually been taken somewhat seriously buddy murphy is a beast I, lo- I love this man. I love yeah, this man. Speaking of people I don't like, Meltzer uh, akin him to like a lighter Kenny Omega. Because mm. he uses like all the knees and stuff yeah. like that. I'm not quite sure if I follow that. but like I can kind of see it, but he, he's definitely his own thing. Yeah. One of my favorite things that Buddy Murphy does is, you remember the uh, tor- the um, in the ropes uh, spin around DDT that looked like he killed him? Yes. Buddy Murphy has this way of bumping on the top of his head where he lo- it looks like he's dislocating his neck and it looks disgusting. I don't know yeah. how he does that and not die, but he does that and it looks brutal and just he- he's so good at bumping on the top of his head, which is very bad for him, but if he's going to do it, at least do it that way. Yeah. Well, how old is Buddy Murphy? 30, uh, 31? I have no idea, but um I love the finish of the match though. Like I let me say this. If these guys can do a mid-air knee to the jaw and not hurt someone, how can you how can you mess up punching someone in the face? I hate going back to Nia Jax, but still. Every time someone gets hit really hard on this show and they're both fine, it pisses me off. It's job security, man. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the finish was great. It's job like, security. He went for that springboard crossbody and got kneed in the face of mid-air. And then Murphy's Law for the pin. And another thing I liked about this match... No stupid shirts. This is a cruiserweight match. Mm-hmm. What are they? They have no stake in the outcome anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Like, Maybe. 
like seriously back to the Seth Rollins Nakamura match. Like he was even, he, Nakamura was wearing blue pants. He didn't need a shirt. Wait a minute. There were only six matches on the card, right? Uh, there were seven. Okay, never mind then. But yeah, like, see, like they think we're so stupid. They don't know who is on which show. Like, I I understand. Sometimes wrestling fans can't aren't the smartest people on the planet. But like, we're oh. not this dumb. We we're not colorblind. We know who's on who. We know who is on what show. But yeah, we got that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And if you want to see, like, these two, as good as this match was, um, it, they've, fought, they've actually fought each other a lot before. They had a match several months ago. It was a no-disqualification match. Mm. It was insane. It was I believe it. absolutely insane. Go, I highly recommend going and looking up that no-disqualification match they had between Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali. They beat the piss out of each other, and it was great. 205 Live needs more talent. Exactly, and it needs a little bit more screen time. More yeah, they would. It would have more screen time if they had more talent. Yeah, I would bet. And uh, up next was, I thought this match was all right. It was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. It was Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley versus The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. I'll be honest with you, this was my least favorite match on the card. I know why too. I, I know I two have, reasons I as have to a why. Couple reasons why I didn't like this one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, number one, now, in all fairness, I'm happy for what this did for Drew, mm -hmm. but I am so annoyed with what this did to Joe. I know. Joe comes in, he makes a whole hoo-ha, I'm Samoa Joe, rawr, mm -hmm. and Drew McIntyre looks at him, he's like, well, I'm Scottish, and then just Claymore kicks him <laughs> and pins him, like, within, like, six seconds. <laughs> And it's like, this is the dude who just spent four months fighting AJ Styles for the WWE title. And he goes down in like five seconds. And then five seconds into a Survivor Series match, he's the one taking it. Can you guys tell? I don't get this company. I just don't get it. Can you Why? tell that Sean is, this company is making Sean lose his will to live? Can you guys sense it? Why? <laughs> that... Losing my will to care about this product. <laughs> I know, right? Because it's just so dumb <laughs> and the reason why they did that is because they were in joe's backyard which is exactly why they did it it's, again this was just another middle finger to the fans exactly this was just like oh you like Samojo? well fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah that's just uh that was very I, annoying they, they mean, could have easily have done that to jeff hardy as much as i love jeff hardy they could have just as easily have done that to him yeah and 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 jeff hardy would not have lost anything because of it mm-hmm Exactly. He's freaking Jeff Hardy. Or preferably Shane McMahon. Fine. Or Mysterio would have been fine. Both of them would have been fine eating that first pin. Mm -hmm. It's just not Joe. Yeah. Like you're trying to build Joe. Why? Just. And then, of course, last man standing. Oh my god! Smackdown has to be Shane McMahon. Why? Every year. Shane McMahon show. Why? God. Th that made me mad. I, like, I do have to say, I really did enjoy Shane getting the crap clotheslined out of him <laughs> on that second coast to coast. I hate that Braun Strowman, but that's the greatest thing Braun Strowman's ever done. That was gold. That, that was, was hilarious. Fantastic. Although, I will say, like, is Shane McMahon trying to kill himself? 
Because I swear, McMahon's got a heel turn ahead of him here in like, the next month or two. Like the story of the match was the Miz was trying to get Shane McMahon killed. That was the story of the match. And Shane being like, "Oh, okay, all right." <laughs> the highlight reel. Just uh, doing whatever, and then has the gall to like say, "Come on, the Lashley and Drew." You know, annoyed I am that Lashley and Drew are now just like Baron's lackeys. Yeah. That's like what a waste of both of those guys. This like, speak- I like Corbin. I yeah. like Corbin, but unless those three like become like a legitimate trio, I'm not interested. That's just, and it's like I don't know. This is something that annoyed me. You you brought up Bobby Lashley. This match was so painfully just Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Ziggler. I for, there were multiple times when I forgot that Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley were even in the match. I was like, oh, they're in this match. That's right. And I was like, they've done nothing, and they did nothing. Yeah. Because you like blink and they're eliminated. Yeah. Braun just or uh, Bobby just kind of sat there at the end, being like, "Well, this is why I'm out here." He did a flatliner <laughs> and a neckbreaker and ran into the ring post. That's all he you did know in this I match. Hated about this match, the third thing. There's three things I hate about this match. One of the segments they cut to is Paige and Stephanie oh kind of looking God. at each other. But, like, the TV monitor's behind them, and they're supposed to be looking like they're looking at the TV. Like, they're staring, like, facing each other and wrenching their necks all the way back they to do see this. the television. It's like, why? That is the worst possible angle you could be watching a television from. They do this every single time they show someone watching a TV. They're, like, bending their neck at, like, a 45-degree no, angle. But this was the worst. This was, like, a complete 180 that they were, like, they were forced to watch. It was so bad. <laughs> it was the worst I've ever seen. They they're they're trying to convince us that they're robots. That's what they're doing. No, because some idiot in production's like face the camera. <laughs> Wait, if you cannot face the camera and still understand that you're watching TV, you just shoot that camera from a different angle. That's just lazy. <laughs> it it's looks just lazy. It looks so weird. But um, one thing I really did like about this match was. They actually had a legitimate dream match in the middle of this. Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio, when they went at it, that was awesome. That was cool. For like 30 seconds, it was awesome. I didn't get enough time in my estimation. I'm hoping that leads to something between them in the future. I want to see that one-on-one match right now. that's, That's money. That is money right there. But, um, yeah... And even though the last person standing was Shane McMahon, which did annoy the crap out of me, I'm just glad they didn't have him actually do anything like last year. They just immediately pinned him. If Shane had made it to just Shane and Braun, I would have I would have stopped watching. (laughs) I would have stopped watching. That would, I, especially, like, especially after what Drew did to Joe. Yeah. And then the Drew lose to Shane. (laughs) Well, actually, Shane did pin Dolph Ziggler in this match. For why? To remind Dolph Ziggler where he actually belongs. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler is literally going to kill himself one day. I hope you remember that. Dolph Ziggler is going to kill himself one day. Yeah. I do not see a bright future ahead of Dolph Ziggler. I mean, I'm sure Dolph Ziggler is making plenty of money. Yeah. So I don't think he really cares. Uh, <laughs> he had the dignity beat out of him in 2014 and 15, but. It was a shame that just one concussion completely ruined his career. Yeah. Thanks, you know, Jack Swagger. But the concussion that made him lose that world heavyweight title. That was the end. Was the end of Dolph Ziggler. And that's really a shame. Yeah. But, um, 
But again, I am glad that they just imme- they didn't let Shane Man do anything. They just immediately eliminated him, and then Braun Strowman got the win. Yay! That's a match I would absolutely not watch. Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. Are you kidding me? I would. I mean, I the whole five on five was pretty missable. Yeah. I think it was. It, it was just a shame what happened. I, I I I enjoyed it. There was a lot of stupidity, but I enjoyed it for the most part. It was entertaining. Yeah. There's enough people in the match that I liked. Um. And then they teased the the uh, Braun Strowman uh, Baron Corbin rivalry. Although apparently on Raw they did an angle where Braun Strowman's uh, was injured, so he can go to surgery or something. So he has he has to have a uh, hand surgery or he has to have elbow surgery. Mm. But they're hoping to have him back by the Rumble. All right, this right here. So who uh, knows? So it seems like that match is still going to happen. But yeah, who knows? All right, up next. Up next. This freaking match. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Just This was brilliant. This was these two have the most insane chemistry. That, that was brilliant. I I really enjoyed this match. There was uh it, it's amazing to see how far Ronda's come. It felt so real. With little stuff, like with real little stuff, she's catching on super quick. They only they practiced this match for apparently like three days and gave us this. Wow. It was it was incredibly well done. It just it was start to finish. It was well put together. And also, I hate going back to Nia Jax, but again, I'm going to go back to Nia Jax. There was a point in this match where Charlotte Flair, like, accidentally elbowed Ronda in the mouth and busted her open. But Charlotte was not looking at her, and she was doing something else, and her elbow just happened to catch her. That's an excusable accident. She wasn't making eye contact, Nia. You retard. But anyway, I'm still pissed off about that. <laughs> If I'm still allowed to be upset about a child winning a tag team title at WrestleMania, you're still entitled to be mad at Nia Jax. <laughs> did you see, like, the fan video of that, by the way? Her punching uh, Becky Lynch? Yeah, I did. Did you hear the smack from that? Yeah. God. Yeah. Like, that's that's not even that's not even first day that of wrestling school. Punch. That was not a pulled punch. That's not even first day of wrestling school. That's like, if you can't do this, why do you want to work here? Well... Back to Rousey and Charlotte. Anyway. The one thing I hate about Rousey to this day has nothing to do with her experience. It's not her experience. I think she's actually done great in the ring. Mm -hmm. Yes, her promos are robotic, but I think she'll get better at that. Mm -hmm. I hope. I hope. Uh, But the one thing I hate more than anything else, bar none, is her smile. (laughs) I hate that smile. Because that is so the opposite of what she should... If she's the baddest woman on the planet, why does she look like she just walked into a chocolate store? <laughs> Looking for bonbons. Okay, can I, tell you, can I tell you two things about her that annoy me? One, her, her theme song. Yeah, that I, is kind of late. Like, the, the music itself, like, the beat is fine. I don't have a problem with that. The vocals are just so ear grating. It's... I'm a badass woman, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up. It's so obnoxious. It just her whole vibe isn't badass, even though they're trying to make her badass. You want to know another reason why her whole vibe isn't badass? It's my. It's the second thing about her that annoys me. Whenever she's on pay per view, she does that weird makeup thing with her eyes. Yeah, who's doing her makeup? Now? Stop doing that. Stop that. It's not Stop sexy. That. It looks weird. It makes you look like a bird. It's. I mean. Maybe that's the point. Why? 
I don't get it. Face paint, war paint, man. Maybe she I'm supposed to psych them out somehow. <laughs> Sean. I'm, I'm trying to think WWE tactics, man. I mean, Papa Shango. Care, careful Papa when you... Shango, man. Sean. The boogeyman. <laughs> the boogeyman. Please stop. <laughs> the Usos. There's a difference between war paint <laughs> and weird bird eyes. There's a difference. This is just shitty makeup, okay? And I will have none of it. <laughs> but, like, I was going to say, be careful, Sean, when you start thinking like WWE. Like, whenever you have to make an important decision in your life, if you start thinking the way W, How would WWE do this? Do the opposite. Or, like, you ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. Isn't but, that, that's so sad. Yeah. That's so sad to have to say. Although... It's not like WWE hasn't done this before. Yeah. Fun little side trip for anyone who wants to go has the network. Take a look at uh 1996's In Your House 10 War Games or not War Games um uh, what the hell's it called? Uh Mind Games. Mind Games. It's called Mind Games. It's Shawn Michaels and Mankind in the main event in a great match. It's it's a fantastic match, but the rest of the card is just weird. It's got like these inconsistent bookings like People were playing baby faces who's supposed to be heels. They cut like they were showing B-roll as like Jerry Lawler was cutting a promo in the ring, and you could still hear Jerry Lawler's promo in the ring as they're showing the B-roll footage. And Vince and Jr. are talking about the B-roll footage as Jerry's cutting the promo in the ring. You can hear all of this, and everything's just garbled. That sounds like promoception. It's it is legitimately. What's going on now? Although Jerry Lawler is really funny because it's when Mark Henry debuts, and Mark Henry, as you know, like him prior to him coming in, was like the power lifter. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Lawler is just like, I'm gonna kick him out of the WWF because he has like no experience, and I'm gonna send him back where he belongs. And, oh. and I was like, dude, he's a modern Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry's a modern Mark. Um. Oh, and another th- another speaking you brought in the network. You know the whole giant fire thing in California, right? The whole wildfire yes. situation. Guess who WWE are sending to like help with that? Ember Moon. Oh yeah. They're sending Ember to f- fire relief. Ember fire. Does this company think, or are they just trying to troll everyone? Uh, it could it could be them just trying to troll everybody. I'm convinced. Why? <laughs> There's no way that's a coincidence. No, I'm sure that's sure about all fires and ember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back, I don't know how we got to that detour, but back to Survivor Series. Yes. Uh, yeah, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte was Flair was a great match. match. Uh, they had such a great... I honestly think that the blood helped the match. Mm-hmm. It, it really helped the beat down afterwards. And this was oh, one yeah. of the few times I was totally cool with a DQ. It annoyed me it at first. It annoyed me at first. Yeah, but the beat down you got after that is so sweet. Charlotte beat the shit out of Ronda. I mean, it was it was pretty. It uh, <laughs> it was oh my god. She dis, she tried to murder this woman with that kendo stick. And you know, then, but this makes it makes me sad now because thinking that could have been Becky mm-hmm. doing that same shit. Yeah, if Becky would have done that, like the the crowd would have just exploded. They, I mean, they exploded for Charlotte. 
Yeah, like, if, if it was Becky, that entire crowd would have failed No Nut November. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and then she, then she gave her the, uh, the, um, I love the natural selection on the chair. That was also brutal. And then she pilmanized her neck. Which, which I don't think she should have gotten up from. Yeah, she, I was like, the only way you should sell this is by, like, having a seizure or something. Or, she needed that fake blood capsule. It's one time that WWE uses fake blood is yeah. for those moments. Like that I was thinking, you would have added. You remember um, back in 2006, Unforgiven, when it was DX versus Shane, Vince, and Big Show and Hell in a Cell when Shawn Michaels, Shane, yeah, when Shawn, the, the color of the stuff coming out of his mouth was yeah. a different color than the stuff coming out of his head, and he was shaking, and like Shawn did the elbow drop on the chair on his throat, and like Shawn, Shane was selling it like he was about to die. It was beautiful selling. It was wonderful. It was gorgeous. That whole match, if you're going to go back and watch one match, watch that match. Yeah, that entire show is really good. It's one of the most underrated Hell in a Cell matches there is. And it's actually really funny. <laughs> it's funny and good. Just the yeah. quality is really yeah. good. But um, uh, <clears throat> So yeah, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, even though it ended via disqualification, um, was really good. It was really good. And although, Charlotte. I don't like... I kind of get it, but like the crowd... Completely turning on Ronda. I shame that. Just a shame. Yeah, like I, I kind of get it. She can be a little. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, it's like for her promos, and I think people just like they knew they were going to turn on her because she's from USC, and eventually, mm-hmm. you know, the, I think she knew that it was inevitable that that was going to happen. Yeah. You know, because the fans are fickle, and that's yeah. exactly everybody knew that they were going to turn on Ronda, even though Ronda's done a great job up to that point. Ronda's been you great. Know? I think this has been Ronda's best match. Ronda and and Ronda has only been improving. You know, the thing I don't like about her is when she does that, like that Samoan drop, that that arcing Samoan drop. Yeah, that'll like you guys ready? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Lame. Lame. And they call it the Piper's Pit. I don't know if I like that or not. That's just more exploitation by WWE. What do you? Yeah. I'm. I've been so numbed to it at this point. It's but like, um, it's, after the "I wish you died in the womb." Oh my god! And then like the whole Reed Flair thing. I don't put WWE past anything. That <laughs> that died in the womb thing was the ultimate cringe. That was bad. You have to be that a good bad. actress in order to pull that off, and you chose Nikki bad. Bella. Not good. That was bad. It was horrendous. But speaking of something, the exact polar opposite of bad, this main event, Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, versus Daniel Bryan, the WWE Champion. I'm so happy this was the main event. This (laughs) match was so good. Insane. This is the best main event on a WWE pay-per-view in God knows how long. Brock pulls out one great match a year, it seems. (laughs) <laughs> and this was it. Okay, this last year was AJ. Uh, the year before that was uh, oh god, what he had a good match in tw- oh his uh his Hell in a Cell with Taker in mm. 16. 2015 It was the triple threat with Cena and Rollins. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the Hell in a Cell with Taker. The Hell in a Cell with Taker was actually 2015. I, he didn't have that. The biggest thing he did in 2016 was get squashed by Goldberg. At, uh, sur- okay, that counts. Well, that counts because that was an incredible match, <laughs> and it's a, it was. Now, what a moment that was! That was crazy. Yeah, 
it was, it was, it was nuts. I, I hated it and I still do, but it was nuts. It was nuts. I'll give you that. But, um, th I think this match topped the match with AJ. Wow. Because I, I, as much as I loved the AJ match last year, there were a few botches. This match was perfect. That first German suplex where yeah. Brian landed square on the top of his head. Yeah, that was that's the only thing about the match. I almost feel like they planned that on purpose. Yeah. I want to believe that was a work, and that high angle was a work, and Brian knew how to take that, because it looked like he was protecting himself to some extent. Yeah. But it was hard to tell. It was, And his selling was gold. The selling in this match was beautiful. Because, like, <clears throat> when... When Cole said it, like I don't think I felt this uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, I feel you, dude. Like, yeah, it was, it was yeah. uncomfortable. And, and and then he just started suplexing him back and forth across the ring, and I was just like, oh my god, this I love this so much. And of course, then you have a few dipshits in the audience chanting same old shit, and I'm just like, you're probably the same people who were who were chanting, we want Enzo, because there was a we want Enzo sat chant. In the same seats for every show they've been to for the past like six years. Um, they're like, we want Enzo, and then you have the crowd chanting, no we don't, which those are people that actually live on planet Earth. But these dipshits, they're the ones chanting, we want Enzo, and same old shit. You're stupid, just, I, if, ugh, I hate these, I hate those people. Really Wrestling fans can be really fucking annoying. I know, it's, and it's stupid. Like, what do you, what do you, like... You want to see like someone do like a like the, the, what they hate about it is because Brock Lesnar is doing fifteen million other moves. To them, a, to them a good match. To them a good match is fifteen million moves, eighteen hundred million near falls, and, and seventy four finishers. Yes, spanning but, over an hour and a half. Yes, exactly. That's that's what <laughs> they want. Stars by Meltzer. Yes, exactly. That's what they want. Well, when Brock Lesnar, which this is this is why I love Brock Lesnar. When they were chanting that, when they started chanting same old shit, you know how Brock responded? He looked at them, smiled, laughed, and gave Brian another suplex. Yeah. And Brock, to Brock's credit, he was changing up the types of suplexes mm -hmm. he was doing pretty yeah. regularly. You know, it wasn't like it was 100 Germans. It was Germans and belly to bellies, mm -hmm. and I think he had like a belly to back, and then he had like the bear hug thing that he was mm -hmm. doing. Uh, but like... My favorite part, my favorite part though, was before the Brian comeback, when Brock does the first F five, and he looks dead hard into the hard cam. He's just like, "Good night, everybody." <laughs> <laughs> I lost. It. That was the funniest. Brock thing. is the best. I love Brock Lesnar. Say what you want about him, but he really does know how to just like be a cocky son of a bitch in the ring. He does not, and, and he does flared. when when fans are shitting on him, he does not care. He does it's, not care. It's great. It's glorious. It's great. But um, I think Daniel's heel antics were perfect. Mm -hmm. When he those knee strikes, oh my god! Just yeah, it was. I mean, when it got to be actually contesting, like after the first bit of Brock dominance, that's when the match really picked up. The crowd was pissing itself. Yeah. It was I mean, so was, much fun to watch. I was edge of my seat, which doesn't happen a whole lot. Me too. Me too. It was it was really well done. You know, I don't think anybody expected Brian to actually win, although there were two times it got close. Mm -hmm. My, my favorite part of the match, my favorite part of the match was when Brian was working over Brock's leg 
and then later in the match, Brock goes for the F5, but his leg and gives out. Daniel Bryan yeah. lands on top of him in the yes lock position. I I lost No Nut November right there. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I I didn't, but that was a intense moment. <laughs> uh. Sean, I've been told I have a tendency to overshare. Is that a correct assessment? <laughs> it's your podcast, man. <laughs> Anyway, this that's why I say this is. That's why I say it's a pack a podcast so bad you'll be tapping out by the end of it. This is why, but um, so, yeah. this match was just wonderful. This 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 in the Ronda Rousey match and Charlotte Flair match. This made this a good show. Yeah, and 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 I really am happy that those two matches were not dependent on the Raw versus SmackDown. Oh, who's gonna win the mm-hmm. thing this year? Could you imagine? Friday. Could you imagine if the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match was the main event? Uh, I, uh, no, I would have turned the no. show off at, at that point. Oh, it's yeah. I it would probably after it was just Shane. I would have been like, okay, <laughs> I'm out. All right, I'm done. So, that was Survivor Series 2018. Sean, what is your rating out of 10? I'm, I really don't know. It's like, I, there were some really shit parts of this show. Mm-hmm. But there were also some really quality parts of this show. I, I would say it's like a solid 7, maybe 7.5. Um, I, I can't rank it as... Like you said, I can't rank it above Survivor Series of last year. Last year was a really good show, so, except for the main event. Was, wait, I mean, it was still a good show. The best that WWE has done of the the best of the big four. Mm-hmm. Me personally, um, I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Wow. Because if, if, the reason why eight out of ten, the reason why I'm going, why it's not like a nine or a ten, is because one point off for Nia Jax, just in general, and another point off for like. Just stupid stuff in general. So, I yeah. refuse to give you above a nine, even if the show is perfect. If Nia Jax is in any way associated with that show, exactly, it will automatically be a point taken off. Yes, immediately, hands down, off the bat, until she no longer has a job. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm doing it every show, every show. I don't care if I don't care if CM Punk came back and and if pinned. If CM Punk came back and had a triple threat elimination match with Braun Strowman and John Cena and pinned them both clean, I'd still not give it a 10 out of 10 if Nia Jax was on the show. What if he pinned Nia clean in a Loser Leafs WWE match? I would give it an 11 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There you go. Look at WWE. Give it 11 out of 10. Because Nia is pretty much a man, problem. let's be honest. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Uh, but anyway. Happy first podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys have enjoyed this um, review, question mark. Uh, Thank you guys for watching, uh, and we will see you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Take it easy. See you at the Rumble.